Welcome to the Imagine Talks podcast, achieving success, social impact, and overcoming obstacles. I'm Tammy Tran. For today's episode, our guest is Tammy Cho. Tammy Cho is CEO and founder of Better Brave, a nonprofit that empowers employees with knowledge and tools for navigating harassment, discrimination, and retaliation. Previously, Tammy co-founded Encore Alert, an AI platform that helps brands identify and act on emerging trends and influencers in their industry. She started Encore Alert as a freshman at Georgetown University and sold it in 2016. She has been recognized as an NBC Asian America's A to Z Rising Star in 2018, Georgetown Entrepreneur of the Year, HubSpot Inbounds 22 Under 22, and a power woman in DC Tech. Here is Tammy Cho with Embracing Unconventional Paths. When you look at my resume, you might think that I'm a go-getter that always knew what she wanted. But to be honest, I felt far from it. Every major life decision I made seemed to go against what others would do. I was scared that I was sabotaging my life, and it didn't help that a lot of the people closest to me feared the same. But over time, I stopped doubting myself, and I became more confident with my decisions. So today, I'd like to share with you three stories about my journey to embracing unconventional but fulfilling decisions that led me to where I am today, and in hopes that it helps you make decisions that you find peace with. For this first story, I'll transport you back to my youth. I was always a good kid growing up. I got straight A's, played varsity sports, uh, was the president of multiple clubs, and even homecoming queen. But I did all of this because, according to my parents, teachers, and peers, this was a path we should take. And at the time, I didn't really know who I was, so I happily looked to others to tell me what to do. I took this approach when making one of the first pivotal life decisions, too, deciding which colleges to apply to. As you can see in one of my presentations from high school, my dream was once to attend Parsons and become a world-renowned fashion designer. When I shared these aspirations with my parents, though, I was met with a less than enthusiastic response. Um, you're not actually going to waste your education, are you? Harsh, but I, I knew that my parents had good intentions when questioning my goal. They had immigrated from Korea and made countless sacrifices so that their children might achieve the American dream of having a stable career. Fashion design was not one of them. And watching my peers share their dreams, attend UCLA to become a nurse, apply to Harvard and become a lawyer, further made me reconsider my own. So I gave up fashion and chose Georgetown University McDonough School of Business with new aspirations to graduate and join one of the big four like my classmates. I wasn't thrilled by the decision, and only later would I come to realize uh, it was because it wasn't aligned with who I was. I chose to listen to the voices around me and trampled over my own. But per usual, life soon took an unexpected turn. In freshman year, I started dabbling on side projects with friends. One idea looked promising, and with the support of our mentors and advisors, we kept working on it through the summer. By the spring of 2014, we secured nearly $400,000 in funding. I was then faced with another tough decision. 
my co-founders already graduated and could focus on the company full-time. But on the other hand, I was still a sophomore in college, and I would have to choose between, one, leaving our startup, two, working part-time, or three, leaving school and focusing on the startup full-time. And I didn't have much time to decide. And at this point, my inner voice was barely audible, and I still craved that validation from my parents and peers about my decisions. And so I flew home to consult them in person. And as soon as I got home, I panicked, and I blurted out, Oman, Appa, I'm thinking about dropping out of Georgetown. I remember watching the blood drain from my parents' faces like this. <laughs> You're what? Why? I started a company, and I'm going to work on it full time. <laughs> They looked even more confused, and I couldn't even blame them. First of all, we were living in Orange County, California. No one really talked about tech or understood tech at the time, so my parents were really worried I was entering foreign territory. Second, my parents were small business owners. Their idea of starting a company was starting liquor stores and dry cleaners as a way to survive in a new country where they didn't know the language nor had college degrees. And they worked hard during their 15-hour workdays to make sure they would be able to provide a better life for their family. So no surprise, it was a total enigma as to why I would drop out of Georgetown University in exchange for a life as a small business owner like them. I reached out to my friends in hopes that they might appease my growing guilt, but they were worried too. I mean, at one point, my friend's mom called me just to tell me that this was the biggest mistake of my life. Now, the old me would have listened to those outside voices. And to appease my loved ones, I would have unquestionably stayed in school. The current me learned from that last decision I made. And deep in my gut, I felt convicted that pursuing the startup full time was right for me. As a classic Virgo, though, <laughs> I, that wasn't enough to make me commit. I had to further vet my gut. Here are the steps that I ultimately took that helped me find the courage to make decisions that led me into these unconventional pathways. First, I reviewed my options. Next, I revisited those outside voices and tried to understand where they were coming from. They wanted what was best for me, and based on their experiences, finding stability in a traditional career made sense. And that's when I realized another key truth. They were advising me based on their personal experiences. Life taught my parents that options are limited without a college degree. And my friends, like me, were still on a journey to discovering their voice independent of others. Though outside concerns can absolutely help inform our decisions, they shouldn't be the sole voices we consider. That truth then sent me on a journey to look inward, and you could see all the journals that I've collected over the years. What life experiences did I have that can inform my decisions that are different from those of others? What were my strengths and weaknesses that made me capable of taking on this challenge? Those are two, there were two things I was sure of. One, I suck at multitasking. And two, I really hated half-assing things. And so if I chose the part-time option, I'd be delivering mediocre work on two major commitments I knew I could do well in otherwise. So with that, I boiled down my options to two. I would either stay in school or I would leave. And as I dug deeper, I uncovered more traits that made me even more confident in my ability to survive, even if I chose to leave school. 
From a, for instance, from a young age, I always loved challenges and figuring things out no matter how impossible they seemed. I also knew my team and my industry and what we were capable of accomplishing together. This was the pivotal moment in my life where I learned to appreciate who I was and felt confident about listening to my inner voice. I now knew what I had to do and I prepared myself for one of the most scariest moments of my life, breaking the news to my parents that I was leaving Georgetown. I put together a 10-page presentation that explained my decision to leave school. <laughs> I outlined our company roadmap, milestones to be expected to hit, a plan to return to school in case our company failed, copies of my leave of absence documents, and I even got a letter from my entrepreneurship deans reassuring my parents that if I chose to, I always had a place at Georgetown. They were still disappointed, but thankfully they weren't going to disown me and they could see that nothing would change my mind. And so with that, I officially filed for leave of absence in the summer of 2014, and I started working on my company full-time. It was the first major decision that I made, my own voice, and I was scared. What if I made the wrong choice? Only time would tell. But thankfully, time proved that this was the right decision for me. Within a year after leaving Georgetown, our team grew to nine people. We had clients like NASA, CES, and the Denver Broncos using our platform. We got accepted into 500 startups, a top-tier accelerator program in San Francisco. And we got by, acquired by the end of the program. And somehow, I also achieved many of the goals that my parents had hoped for me, just differently. I had a stable career. It was just through a job I created for myself. And contrary to their fears, I wasn't shunned from the schools that I had left. In fact, I was getting invited back to speak about my experiences. The outcome for a company was not the sole factor that made this decision worth it, though. Whether a company succeeded or it failed, I would have been happy with my choice. I enjoyed every part of the process because it was true to who I was. When you make decisions that are true to yourself, whether that might be pursuing a stable career or a riskier one, you will find fulfillment in ways that you could have never imagined otherwise. That option might sometimes go against what others expect of you or what you initially planned for yourself, but that's okay. Trust yourself. The last story I want to share with you is regarding how I applied these learnings to my nonprofit, Better Brave. When Susan Fowler first broke the story of the rampant harassment at Uber, I realized that I was not alone in my experiences and felt compelled to take action. I teamed up with my friends to put together a really simple guide to navigating toxic workplaces, and we happened to launch it just months before the Me Too wave hit. Soon, outlets like the Huffington Post were featuring as a resource, and thousands of Americans across the nation were reaching out to us for support. We then decided to build an organization around it and sought advice on how to best go about this. Mentors and advisors emphasized the importance of building a sustainable business and urged us to build a tech platform that could be sold to companies through the classic SaaS monthly subscription model. Some even suggested we become a for-profit instead and that they'd invest. So I heeded, I heeded their advice. For nearly a year, I worked on developing a new Better Brave harassment training programs and companies loved it. They were giving us verbal commitments of five-figure contracts after just 15-minute demos. This would be huge for us. And I was burning through my own savings for Better Brave. 
But my gut was telling me something was wrong. And if I learned anything at all in my last experience, it was to trust my gut and figure out why. I again took myself through that exercise of separating the outside voices from my own. Companies were willing to pay for this new service, but oftentimes for the wrong reasons, such as boosting PR after a bad incident and to complete a legal checkbox rather than a desire to truly change their workplace. Further conversations with victims and lawyers underscored this. Retaliation from companies was a major, major issue. And if we sold our, our platform to these employers, we would not be able to serve the employees if they experienced retaliation due to a conflict of interest. These were implications that our advisors would just not be aware of because they hadn't spent time researching the issue as we had. Note, I am not saying ignore your mentors and advisors. They are pivotal to our Better Bravest today. But I've also learned the importance of discerning which advice to listen to and when to lean on my own experience and knowledge. Lastly, I noticed that my effort to optimize for profits was influencing me to make decisions that inversely correlated with the impact that I was trying to make. So I dropped the training program completely and focused my efforts on optimizing for impact over profits. This insight led me to two new exciting programs I'm, um, I can't wait to share with you all today. Um, they're designed to empower and serve employees directly. The first program is the Better Brave Community Platform. It's a free online encyclopedia of workers' rights with content crowdsourced from the community and curated by experts with backgrounds in law, therapy, and more. The second program is the Better Brave National Tour where we travel to cities around the nation offering pro bono lawyers and therapists to help individuals navigate any issues they're experiencing at work. And one of our volunteers is here today as well. The outcome of these decisions are still TBD because we haven't launched. But what I know for certain is that I am happy with my decision. I stay true to myself and to our mission by creating programs that we believe can make a dent in this issue instead of optimizing for profits. I share these stories because I know that I'm not alone in facing these difficult decisions. Many of the peers who were once shocked by my decision to leave school realized they were unfulfilled by their career decisions too. And they made their choice because A, they felt pressure from others, or B, they just never questioned the conventional paths. Now they felt trapped by their decision and regret over wasted time. And some of you in this room might be feeling the same way. So here are two last thoughts I'd like to share with all of you to bring you more peace and confidence with your decisions. First, the time that you spend on any decision is not gone to waste. There are invaluable lessons we learn with every choice we make, whether we were happy with it or not at the time, that help us make better choices moving forward. I had to go through that process of building that program to realize that it was not a good fit. Second, you're not trapped by your decisions. The beauty of time is that you have the power to change the future. If you find a decision that you made in the past is no longer aligned with who you are now, make a new one. After the acquisition, I actually transferred to Stanford to try to finish my undergraduate degree and then left again after six months <laughs> to focus on Better Brave full time. And who knows, maybe one day I'll decide to go back to school because it's aligned with who I am at the time. 
We'll see. So this 2020, I challenge you to reflect on the decisions you've made in your life and how you've reached them. Were they aligned with who you were at the time? Do they apply to who you are now? Are there decisions that you're trying to make now that seem to go against what everyone is saying but feels right to you? If you were to separate those outside voices from your own, what would your choice be? Whether you're 18, 25, or 50, it's not too late to take inventory of who you were, who you are now, and which unconventional decisions you might make to shape your life moving forward. I hope that if there is anything that you take away from my talk today, it's to have faith over fear in pursuing unconventional paths that are true to who you are. Trust yourself and live in faith over fear. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode. To learn more about Imagine Talks, go to www.imaginetalks.org. Edge Interns and Mental Power Hacks support this podcast. Edge Interns sources the best interns to the best companies. Learn more at edge, that's edgeinterns.com. Mental Power Hacks is where you'll get life hacks to boost your mental performance, productivity, and success. Connect at mentalpowerhack.com. Subscribe to us and get the latest episodes of Imagine Talks podcasts, Achieving Success, Social Impact, and Overcoming Obstacles. See you next episode.